Hi, I'm Katie Jones and welcome to RTE OT Podcast. Operation Tantamation sees leaders from all over the country take on a health and wellness plan with the aim of resetting and kickstarting a new chapter in their lives. I was a leader on the show two years ago and it changed my life. I'm delighted to be back hosting this podcast. You can email us at optrandpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your questions and let us know how you are getting on. This week, Sophie Pratt is back on the podcast to talk all about the 2024 food plan. The plan was entirely designed by Sophie this year for the very first time and she was so excited to put her own spin on it. The meals are all fab and I love making them at home. If you haven't tried them out yet, be sure to head to the OT website or download the OT app where you can find the full recipes and videos that walk you through how to make them yourself. Because I remember this time last year talking to you and it was like one of the first like, kind of chats we had and like since then it's been amazing to see how well the show went with you last year. You did, you did amazing. You really gave so much knowledge of everything. It was so much, we learned so much from you last year. Ah, uh, stop. You're too kind. Thanks, Emil. Um, no, listen, it's it's it, like it was obviously a huge learning curve for myself in terms of kind of the whole uh, production side of things. But to be fair, the the message that I'm getting across in the clinic is is, is pretty much uh, the message that we're trying to get across um, on Operation Transformation. So it kind of ties in very nicely. Um, and sure, look, if, if, if a person can take away a small little bit of info, and use it to the best of their ability and benefit their health, then I think the 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 the, the kind of um the goal is ticked, we'll say. Absolutely. And like obviously finishing last year, was there anything that you wanted to change coming back in this year? I just wanted to put my own spin, I suppose, on the, the meal plan a little bit more, Katie. And um, so far, so good from the leaders, uh, I think. But um, we'll see. There's probably a couple of bits and bobs in here that they don't like, but your luck. Uh, we, we, we can't please everyone. Sophie, what was the most surprise you came on the show last year? That is a tough question. Um, I suppose it's it's kind of seeing the the effects that it has on the leaders. I know that sounds a little bit silly because it's 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 obvious that there would be an effect on the leaders. But I think it's only when you're actually speaking with them a little bit more and you have that kind of rapport with them that you actually realise how much you're you're kind of helping them to change their life. Um, which is incredible, Do you know. It's 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 kind of something that you have to witness, and I think it's it's fantastic. Yeah, no, uh, from a leader as well, like the, what the support the experts give is so much, like so much and more. Like it can't even say how much help. Like it does really help you get on the right kind of track as well. And like I know you guys are doing a job, but it really does help. Oh yeah, that you guys have our hundred percent have our backs as well. Ah, uh, well, I hope I hope I hope you feel like that anyway. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just brilliant. It's kind of like it's it's eight weeks. It seems so little, but it's actually not. You know, it's 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 a lot of time to be able to kind of go back and forth with the experts and just gain their knowledge um and, and a little bit of expertise and, and put it into place. But um, yeah, that's probably the, the the thing that surprised me the most. And I see that you did keep in contact with the leaders after the show as well, which is so nice as well to have because you have the special bond, don't you? Starting from January and to see that friendship kind of deliver as well is lovely. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And listen, like you, you, you kind of you, you do you build that rapport, and you're you're part of their life for for a good portion of the year, and it's nice to be able to kind of see how that that kind of flourishes. And if there's similar interests and things like that, it's phenomenal. So look, it's it's brilliant just to keep keep kind of the relationship going. And I loved watching the show the other day and you went into the schools. That was huge to see like transition year girls get stuck in and the pad tie looked unreal. Oh, thanks. I mean, Katie, listen, again, I am super passionate about kind of educating uh, the young people because I think if we educate the young people now, Katie, 
we won't have to kind of do all this stuff that we're doing in terms of the population group now with with OT specifically. Do you know, it is so, so, so important that we get our young people educated with regards to culinary skills and just general kind of basic nutrition knowledge. So it was oh, it was unbelievable. I know I sound like way over the top here and ridiculous, but it's just a huge passion of mine. I think once we get there, once we have nutrition as kind of a staple in in our education system, I think the world's definitely going to be a better place. Absolutely. And like, I think when like, at a young age, if you get to know like, like about nutrition and stuff, and then that develops healthy habits in, yeah. like, in years to come. Absolutely. And you'll, you'll probably find it with the, your, your little guy, Katie, that like they're coming home and they're telling you messages and you're like, oh, flip, maybe I'll try this or maybe I'll try that food or, oh, this helps with that. And I think they can be such brilliant kind of um, little bundles of knowledge, you know, and they can kind of educate you a little bit. So that kind of feeds into the parents and then it has a knock on effect. And it's just a lovely kind of domino thing um, in terms of passing on that knowledge. Um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely something that we need to kind of bear in mind a little bit more often. Katie, would you ever do any cooking with Joshua at home? I have kind of started cooking. Like he'd like he'd be sitting at the table and I'd be kind of talking through what we're making. And he like every time I take out veg or anything, he knows exactly what it is. And he actually eats a lot of kind of the veg raw, which I love as well, like little snacks, like peppers, carrots, like celery and stuff. So. I kind of like I'm trying to start getting him cooking but I don't think he'd really learn good skills from me because I'm still learning <laughs> ah not at all Katie listen your club sandwich is still on the meal plan so look you're I'm <laughs> delighted you're... it made the meal plan oh you're again. fine with it um no I think what you're saying there about kind of Joshua and the the the, the veggies and stuff like that like they're little sponges you know so even if you don't like the food just offer the food to them anyway and if they they can kind of make their own decision I think that's really important. I think that's a that's kind of a key message for for a lot of people, Katie, like parents. If you can at all, just offer up as many foods as possible in terms of like it doesn't matter whether you dislike them or not. Let them make their own decision and kind of they'll build it from there. Um, but I think if you can just keep on uh, going with Joshua and just just keep them interested, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be full blown chef stuff here. It's like literally just engagement with food. That's the key thing. Yeah, and when you go to garages now, like it's great that there's so much fruit on the shelf and the colour as well. So that's why I kind of a good kind of a pointer when I go into shop and I'm like, what fruit do you want? And he runs for the strawberries or something. So he is kind of picking up on the healthy habits, which is brilliant as well. Oh, what a little legend. I love it. Because uh, <laughs> when we're thinking back to kind of when, when I was younger, it was always straight for the chocolate bars and stuff. And how, how times, I like they are changing. And I think maybe I am a little bit negative in terms of um, how we're doing uh, with our food. But we are definitely turning a little bit in terms of kind of the, the the nutrition knowledge and things like that we just need to bring it from we'll say the teeny tiny tots and all the way up then um but yeah that's, that's brilliant I'm delighted to hear it oh no let's talk about the meal plan this year because I know it's like completely different to what it was last year and looking through it and I love to see all the variety and kind of see all the different kind of like high carb low carb like high fats all that kind of stuff is in it so do you want to talk through it yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love that you're so uh, so so positive about it as well, because I thought it was an absolute belter, but obviously I'm a little bit biased. Um, no, it's brilliant. But no, um, it's basically, it's a lot more whole foods based. It is kind of, we'll say a little bit, I don't know, um, suited to a larger amount of people. OK, so it's it's more plant based meals. Um, it's kind of sustainable. It hopefully anyway will kind of reflect the cost of living that we're we're currently going through you know it's 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 food prices have been increased by i think 5.2 percent or something in the last kind of year so it's to try and tailor in all that um 
so there's I suppose four to make it simple four key um key kind of pointers with this meal plan Katie okay so firstly there's a lot more plant-based meals secondly we can change all the meals to be vegetarian so it's more inclusive um I just think that's really important in this day and age because there are a lot of individuals who are kind of going that route and it's not to say that you have to but it's just to I suppose offer that up to to people you know so we are following the same plan even if you're a vegetarian or you're not you know you just opt out uh with the with the meat and and pop in your plant-based alternative um the home ex students have devised the meals uh three meals that we're including that's that's kind of another change and i think it's it's one that i am absolutely pushing um to kind of just promote the the i suppose the 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 young people and and the cooking skills and things like that so i'm absolutely loving the fact that there's three meals there um and then each each kind of day follows a, a specific theme katie okay so on just off the top of my head here i'm just thinking of kind of tuesday's mood booster day because we're kind of getting to the middle of the week we're kind of getting into that slump and we're like boom i need something to kind of boost the mood we have the fish friday we have the takeaways on the saturday or the fake way i should call it so like it's just yeah it's just a little bit more me and i hope yeah. anyway that it suits a larger amount of people and kind of just reaches all areas you know you, we want this meal plan to be so inclusive so inclusive you know with regards to kind of financial and background with regards to kind of likes and dislikes just for everyone to 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 get involved and have a have a have a go at it no definitely because i think like when like even if you're on a lifestyle change and you want to have the nice foods and like you just think you kind of sometimes you can't but like you've seen like you can have the nice like healthy spice bag and the fish like like good cod goujons and like all burgers and stuff there's no reason to not be incorporated into like a healthy lifestyle absolutely Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I think, I think Katie, maybe sometimes we're, I don't know, we have a perception that healthy eating is a little bit difficult and it's not flavoursome and all this kind of jazz. But I think it's too actually, expensive. Yeah, I always get. Everyone says, "How much is your shopping?" I'm like, "It's normal." I, yeah, like Katie, did you find that your your kind of your spending increased or decreased when you were following the plan? It, it decreased because I was probably doing one big shop and I wasn't getting the takeaways and stuff. So I would have been spending 40, 50 euro on a takeaway every probably two or three days. That stopped. So that's nearly 100 euro kind of gone. And then your shopping was probably 150 or so to 200. But that was for a, a big family. So yeah. definitely have saved. That's like, that's, that's, I, I need you, Katie, to come along with me and just keep on saying that. Um, But honestly, that's like, that's absolutely so important to kind of highlight. Yes we like some of the produce it does it does cost a little bit of money um but with regards to kind of thinking about processed foods and takeaways and things like that they cost a little bit of money as well so i think we're we're investing in our health here and if people try and just think about having the nice nutritious food fueling your body optimally um instead of having to to kind of pay money for medication down the line i think that's a, a good way of looking at it um so yeah like in terms of the the, the financial aspect a lot of these foods, we can kind of batch cook them or we can buy them in bulk or we can buy the frozen ver- versions. Like there are ways around reducing the cost as much as possible. And um, that's that's obviously something that's very important. And like what I did my shop on Monday and like you, you plan for the week, don't you? Like you kind of know what you have and then you don't want to throw any out food out. So you end up actually having to cook it because you don't want to throw out your own money in the bin. So I think it's definitely like a better lifestyle when you do kind of plan and you get the good food in into your body as well. 
planning Katie is key it's absolutely key and like I'm sitting here thinking of what I'm going to have for dinner because I haven't planned it and it's just a pure disaster do you know that kind of a way so when you're planned when you have the shopping list and you go in you have the shopping day be it a Sunday Monday whatever day it is you get the shopping done you use your list you don't deviate from the list too much listen obviously we're all human but try not to to deviate too much you bring it home you organize what you're going to cook when you're going to cook if you're going to do a bit of batch cooking great and that's kind of we'll say a couple of meals in the freezer if you come home like late from work or whatever so you just have your plan in place and and when you plan things things happen do you know so on the plan this this year you have kind of mood boosting kind of dinners and like I know you were talking about earlier we said Tuesdays is kind of a day where people kind of hit a slump and then Wednesdays are kind of picking yourself up so there's kind of foods to match kind of the moods is that what it is yeah absolutely absolutely so basically there is um there's amino acid called tryptophan without getting too scientific okay and it basically um can help with uh, serotonin okay a hormone called serotonin which is pretty much happy hormones okay we get tryptophan from the likes of kind of turkey lean meats grains things like that so that's why on a tuesday you'll see there's turkey kind of penne pasta and other kind of dishes that includes those types of foods. Um, And I think it's really important to actually eat those foods and see if you actually feel the effects. I know it sounds ridiculous, okay? But honestly, we need to be more in tune with how we feel after we eat particular foods. And we definitely, definitely notice when we've eaten a whole heap of sugar or I don't know, we've had a whole heap of alcohol or whatever it is. And the next day you're just feeling so groggy. Like, this it's not saying that we eat the turkey turkey penny pasta and we're like booming and full of energy and jumping around the place it's just to keep our kind of hormones taken over nicely so that we are kind of consistent mood wise and we're not having those huge kind of highs and then mega mega lows it's trying to keep us at a consistent balance um and the the omega-3 fatty acids from kind of your salmons and things like that will help out as well so yeah uh, Tuesday's a good one but there's also other days that have a uh, mood boost and um mood boost and nutrients there too so it's it's pretty much yeah it's a nutrient dense plan we'll say Katie you're so right I could talk to you for ages you're so like informative and it's so easy to talk to thank you so much no worries at all Katie listen you're an absolute legend and uh you're 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 playing a blinder with these podcasts and now we're going to take an exclusive look at Noel's health check-in where there was a really interesting discussion about his mental health journey Noel, thank you. Thank you and Katrina for welcoming me into your house. Oh, it was good to have you. Yeah, this week. It was great. Uh, what I thought was really great uh, and so brave was that conversation we started around mental health mm-hmm. and that conversation where you were just so transparent around your own mental health journey and how it unfolded in really difficult times for yeah. you. Uh, and such powerful imagery of how it was difficult and then other additive factors and how that propelled your mood towards, as we said, that cliff point Mm. where it just became all overwhelming. It was great to also talk around your medicines as well. Uh, And, you know, I think people need to know mental health is just such a pivotal issue here in Ireland. And you're opening the door for these conversations. Mm. Like we have about 29 million consultations in general practice per annum. And one in five of them is around mental health. Uh, And in any given person's lifetime, one in six will have a mental health difficulty. So to be able to say this on national TV with such transparency, you know, it's thank you. Yeah, no, no, you're more than welcome. It's, you know, let's be honest, it's out there. So Mm. um, I never had any problem with, with saying it. 
you know yeah. i think we all should absolutely and you know and the, the fact is that you know it it's curable you can get over it with with help we have instances where we can very much manage people successfully mm. uh, and the fact that you've been so open with your medication journey uh, and the benefits that you saw but also the difficulties when you first tried to wean off the medication yeah. uh, and now for the moment it's the right thing mm. but again you know it's a journey it's a process with appropriate supports that we can look at moving forward uh, and it's really important to recognize that some people might need every part of support in a journey and others might need less and it's very mm -hmm. very individualized and talking about your mental health coming into general practice being aware of the types of medications that you're on uh, what dose am I on? Does it need to go up? Does it need to go down? Can we look to wean? And if you are looking to wean, really importantly, to do it with medical supervision yeah. over a prolonged period of time, as opposed to, you know, cease and desist. Yeah. That won't work. That can, yeah, we spoke you know, about that. Yeah, that can actually send us a little bit spiralling back. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that really pivotally important. Uh, and together, another parallel journey, you know, mental health comes one way, chronic disease comes another way. We can run parallel journeys of health. Mm. Uh, and I do think moving forward for you, as we said, with everything that you're doing, that a reversal of your sugar metabolism and what we call the HbA1c is entirely doable. Yeah. Uh, 100% and I am understanding it a little bit more now, Sophie. Well, I'm, you know, that's all you're doing your homework. No, but you know what, it is, it's, a, it's an eye-opener. And it's nice to know, it's nice yeah. to know a little bit of the background and it's nice to know that, absolutely, let's see where we're going to go with this. And mm. again, it's small incremental steps, you know, eight weeks is too short a length of time, but we can see change, three months, six months, nine months. Now, that's a really achievable journey around your second tablet yeah. of metformin. Yeah. So let's no, no, just I'm, see where we go. No, I'm, I'm confident we'll get there. Brilliant. Delighted to hear. Yeah. I have to say I had such admiration watching you talking to Sumi because it was, you know, when you think back to that time when the crash happened and yeah. so many people, I say there's so many people out there watching that, mm -hmm. that that resonated with, that went through that. Yeah. You know, lost their business, oh, lost their shirt. Like, yeah. geez, I mean, there must be huge stats around that, Eddie, in terms of what that did collectively to mental health in the country at the time. Very significant. First of all, a very important conversation. Thanks for opening it up. No, hassle. And very important when you're considering your medications, doing it with your GP and your prescriber, I think is really important. I mean, there are people who aren't with us today associated mm -hmm. with that crash. That's the reality. Yeah. yeah. I think for many people that crash was worse than the pandemic um, mm. for many people in terms of the, when they hit such financial stressor, mm. stressors, its impact on individuals and families and particularly on men as well because men were providers significantly, lost businesses, men and women, yeah. mm. but, uh, and people definitely lost livelihoods. But some people lost their lives. Yeah, so it was a very, uh, very powerful you know, time. I, I consider myself one of the lucky ones we kept kept going mm. it was stressful mm. beyond yeah. <laughs> stressful but yeah we kind of we kept going just kept our heads above water so we were probably one of the lucky ones but yeah I know plenty of people lost yeah. their lives which is sad it is sad yeah yeah the other part then obviously because I know in our assessment day we, we looked at the whole area of antidepressants mm -hmm. and I know Sumi looked at it with you as well and you had come off the antidepressants and that wasn't 
particularly successful. But like I that. just felt it was the wrong time. Yeah. Um, you know, it just wasn't quite the right time. Um, and I felt my mood just dipping slightly, so I, I made a pretty quick decision. I said, yeah, listen, we, we go back on to... I have no problem with antidepressants. Yeah. I wouldn't hide the fact that I take antidepressants. Yeah, you know, I know it's a chemical imbalance, and if I was... Okay. If they worked for me, yeah, so... Can I, can I just actually <clears throat> ask, Sumi, how do they work? So the particular types, the ones that we currently use, are called serotonin reuptake inhibitors which is the most common ones that we see. And then there's another one called serotonin and noradrenaline reuptake inhibitors. Uh, and they're meant to be chemically enhancing and boosting the amount that we have within us. So, it's to, so when we are, the theory being is that when we hit a biological depression, these levels just drop. Okay. Now it's contentious, that has been debated, but at the moment, this is where the current theory is standing. Uh, with the medication, they're slowly meant to bring up these hormone levels to a balance. Okay. So that serotonin and noradrenaline. So it's not singing and dancing in the rain. It's just, you know what, today's okay. Hmm. You know what, I can get through today. Tomorrow's, I'm not, you know, dreading tomorrow. Uh, and I'm not, you know, absolutely looking backwards. So it's just an attenuation of saying, I can just get on there. Uh, again, individual people in, respond to different medications mm. differently. So mm. we have to take it at an individual case basis, review regularly, titrate up when required, and wean when anybody feels or when the time is right. Mm -hmm. Psychologists probably have a different view a bit yeah. in that, uh, well, first of all, we know that there's been a massive increase in the prescription of medication, that in 70% uh, of, uh, of the population Sorry, of the population that are in medical card holders, over 12% now are being prescribed medication. So it's quite huge. Now, I don't blame GPs for this, really, because quite often their options are limited and people come in, seek us help and assistance, and the support they have is medication. Mm. But the problem that most psychologists or I would have is are we medicalising sadness? That sometimes people have a lot. Now, there is significant depression, mm. and we know that but also we know that the frequency and the amount and the prevalence of prescriptions, we are questioning, are we now medicalising sadness and normal human emotions? But the, but the cues and the, the length of time to get into talk therapy is... Yeah, so it's, it, it's significant. It's so the access is a huge issue for, for individuals. Uh, there's a counselling and primary care service that's free and accessible for people who are medical card holders. And again, there's average waiting times are probably around six months around the country. But there are other things we can do. And I know particularly, you see, how I look at medication is, medication to me, people often ask psychologists, what's your view on medication? So medications to me are like, uh, I see like a life jacket in stormy water that people are wearing. So that's sort of what I figure a person is wearing a life, stack, a life jacket in stormy water. Mm. But then the question is, that good psychology is about helping the person learn some swimming strokes, getting back to the boat and figuring out how did it fall out of the boat. Yeah. Okay. So if you know then you have done the work on good swimming strokes, getting back into the boat, figuring out, like, so we, for my, my view, I'll come down and see you this week and we'll explore this a lot more. Okay. But I think what we have is we know that if you experience, if you experience significant levels of stress, your mood drops. Mm. So the question then is, Everyone has a unique relapse signature. 
how do you know what impacts your stress? So when I'm stressed, my shoulders get it, my sleep gets disturbed. Everybody's, you, you, you might get more agitated. Mm. You might get more angry with people around you. So, but it's different for different people. Some yeah. people might get more withdrawn. So what's your unique relapse signature? And if you're aware of that, oh, and then working with your prescriber, then you can move to thinking about coming off when you have the support package in place. Yes, yeah. Look, yeah. like, I'm very, like, sleep would be a major one. Mm -hmm. And tetchiness, yeah. yeah. Could be, I could spark, yeah, mm -hmm. and I could fly. And you see, <laughs> depression's interesting in men because, and low mood, so um, it's quite often characterised more, more, more in men, anger is a feature mm. than, we'll say, in women. That, uh, so it can be, what we see is anger, anger and what's inside that is sadness. Right. And, and stress. Mm. Well, certainly stress. You see, depression is characterised by sustained low mood mm. over a, a period of time. It's, you know, it has physical symptoms and psychological symptoms. So a lot sleep there. disturbing, loss of interest in sex, yeah. overeating or undereating, oversleeping or undersleeping, early morning awakening, or for some of the psychological symptoms, feelings of guilt, a sense of uh, uh, lack of hope in the future, oh, hopelessness in the yep. future. All of those. These are sort of features of that. We've actually measured that as well when you first come in. So right. it'd be interesting to do the, yeah. you know, because we're, we, obviously we're monitoring. Well, I am look, I, I'm looking back. What you're saying to me is, is back there. Mm. You know, I don't feel mm. as that as much anymore. Yeah. I'd be in a far better place than yeah. I was, let's say, 14, 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Ollie brought an awful lot of positivity to our lives and you kind of think, do you know what? These things I've been thinking about, you know, are not. Perspective. Put yeah. it, in, it puts it all in perspective. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at the kids and all the kids that we saw, then you kind of go, you know, you don't really have an awful lot to complain about. But in, in that downturn period, when you oh, hit the wall, that was... Like that was Oh, that it was, was like oh, a, that was, the yeah, world, the was, world like was that. falling. Yeah. It, it was no perspective. No perspective, no. That's what happens yeah. during a depression. Our world closes in mm -hmm. and we don't see options and there's a sense of hopelessness. Yeah, 100%. And in psychology, one of the most important things we work on, the antidote to depression is a sense of hope. Mm. If you, and I'm not talking about false hope. I'm actually talking, so it's an area that we work on, is building hope. Hope is the antidote to depression. Mm. Yeah. People 100%. who have hope have a sense of a future. Mm. People who are hopeless oh. have, a, sh have a, a shortened sense of yeah. their future. And that's really worrying. That's yeah. And I have been on that, mm. on yes. that journey. Yeah. 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 And from the get-go, since we met you, Noel, you've been very honest about that. And you've, oh, been yeah. very, and you've talked very honestly and openly. And, and I think to see you do it again with Sumi this week <clears> was fantastic, you know, yeah. because I think it is... It is important. Yeah. Know. No, I, listen, I, I, you know, maybe some of the reasons I came on the show, not only for my own health, was but get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd be, I think I might have said to you, I don't know who I said, to, I'm good at giving advice, but probably bad at taking it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know who I said that but to. But you're I'd, taking it all in. But no, no, I am. No, and I'm, yeah. yeah, no, I'm actually enjoying, enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. No, you I'm are learning a lot. Yeah, yeah. You are. Thanks to Noel for sharing his story so openly and honestly. If you've been affected by any of these issues discussed, please see rte.ie forward slash supports. We got loads of food questions in for Sophie. Here's just a few of them. First question is from Nicola who writes, is there any gluten-free options on the plan for someone with celiac disease? 
For those with celiac disease, all the recipes can be adapted to include the gluten-free versions um, of foods. For example, if you're having the turkey penne pasta, um, just choose the gluten-free pasta instead of the regular pasta. So absolutely fine to, to swap in and out. Next up is a question from Jesse who asks, how do I stop craving sweet foods? I seem to long for sugar all the time. It's really getting me down. Firstly, you're not alone, so please don't let it get you down. Um, what we can do is implement a regular eating pattern. This can really, really help reduce the sugar cravings. So I'd advise having three main meals and spread them out evenly throughout the day if possible. And then you can pop one or two healthy snacks in between uh, if you need to. I would also make sure to balance the meals. So try and incorporate a source of high fiber carbohydrates like brown rice, brown noodles um, with some good quality protein like lean meat, chicken, turkey or pulses and then some healthy fats like olive oil or peanut butter um, because this can also really help control the, the blood sugar levels and reduce those sugar cravings. Emma asks, any tips for food to include in a diet for PCOS? I'm not a fish eater. A balanced diet is generally advised for those with PCOS, but I do have some key focuses. Okay, so number one would be to eat regularly. Really important to PCOS is to manage our blood glucose levels. Okay, so what we can do um, to manage those is to eat regularly throughout the day. So base it on kind of three main meals, snacks in between if necessary, and try and do that um, consecutively uh, throughout the week. Secondly, then try and balance those meals. Okay, so in order to control the blood sugar levels, we need to balance the meals with our carbohydrates, with our fats, with our protein. Um, when choosing our carbohydrates, we need to be careful. We want to try to choose the higher fiber version. They kind of release the, the energy a little bit slower so we don't have those spikes in the blood sugar levels. Um, and then we want to incorporate omega-3 fatty acids where possible. Um, if you don't like oily fish, Plant-based sources include seeds like chia seeds, flax seeds, um, nuts like walnuts, and then you also have the likes of seaweed and algae. Um, but yeah, a, a balanced diet is generally advised. And lastly, we have a question from Sinead who asks, I have a child who refuses to try any veg. They can't be bribed or forced. Any tips? I put it on the plate every day. Three top tips here, guys, in terms of trying to get veggies into uh, young people. So tip number one, try and mask it in foods like mashed potato. You can mash in some cauliflower and similar in terms of kind of the texture flavor. So hopefully um, they, they, they won't notice it too much. Tip number two, consider a soup. Great way of getting in lots of veggies and not kind of having to eat them in their physical form. And thirdly, try and kind of think outside the box, get creative, consider even like vegetable crisps. So like carrot, parcel crisp, what you do, literally cut them really, really thin, pop them on a baking tray and just cook them in the oven for about 20 minutes. They dry out really nice like crisps and it's just uh, a different kind of way of trying to get the veggies in. Next week, Carl is back in the show to talk about finding your sport. Plus, he'll be talking all about his exercise plan and his top tips on how to maximise your workouts. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to ask him all about his dance moves. Don't forget to tune into Operation Transformation on Wednesday at 9.35 on RTE1 or catch up on the RTE player. Thanks for listening.